Welcome to the Connect Raleigh podcast, where you hear the stories, the people, and the places that make Raleigh, North Carolina the best place to live. As one of the most connected people in town, real estate and networking expert Chuck Belden leverages his connections to introduce you to all the reasons why Raleigh is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. If you've lived in Raleigh for years or are thinking of moving here, this podcast is for you. It's local, it's authentic, and it's time to connect you with your host, Chuck Belden. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Connect Raleigh podcast. I'm excited to be checking in with you. Um, I'm glad to be here. I hope wherever you are listening from is uh, you're just having the best day ever, and I'm just grateful for you. I appreciate you checking out this podcast. And if my numbers and statistics and data, which I don't really know how to read, but it seems like if it's accurate, most of you are checking in from outside of North Carolina. So that's pretty cool. You know, I started a podcast about Raleigh in hopes that people that were considering moving here from other areas would have a resource to uh, to go to to learn more about the area. You know, when I moved here 15 years ago, the the only thing I found that could help me get a feel for the city, because I, I knew one person here. I came across the basically the the county's government website that told me a little bit of information about where the parks were and what day garbage pickup was <laughs> and and I don't feel like I learned a whole lot more back then. I really didn't know what I was getting into. And so, you know, I'm a relationship person. I like people and I I believe that if you know some people in an area, you'll you'll feel more connected to it, you'll feel more excited about going there, you know, to check it out or maybe even move there and so I thought it'd be cool to create something where, you know, I could introduce you to the people that live here and you could, you know, feel it out for yourself. And if you, if you connected with those people, maybe when you come visit, you'll go try some of the places that they suggest and maybe you'll find a deeper connection to our area. And therefore, maybe you will want to call it home too, because I've absolutely loved living here. I hope that's coming through in this podcast, but you know what? I've gotten some really great feedback lately, but I could use some more. So if, if you're listening, whether this is your first time or your hundredth time, you know, tell me what you think. Is this giving you what you came here for or is it lacking in something? You know, tell me. I want this to be a valuable resource to you. And uh, if I don't know what you're looking for, it's going to be hard for me to guess. But hopefully we're on the right track. Had some really great episodes lately. You know, we're approaching springtime in Raleigh. It's a beautiful, beautiful time to live here, to visit here. Just so much happening. You know, another February day where it's going to be in the 70s. So I'm going to get out there and hit some golf balls here shortly, which I am fired up about. Today's guest, uh, my buddy Patrick O'Connor, who is one of my main, main go-to mortgage lenders. The guy that when I sit down with a new client that's talking about buying a home, I feel 100% confident I can connect the two of them and they are going to be in good hands. So he and I sit down today and uh, get to have a conversation about all things Raleigh. You know, we get to talk about real estate. This this podcast is going to be way more about real estate than it's ever been um, in the past. Uh, I don't want this all to be, I don't want this to be a real estate podcast. I want this to be a Raleigh podcast, but just because he and I work so closely together, there's going to be a lot of real estate chatter in this one. So hopefully it gives you some good insight into the triangle real estate market, but also 
you know, you get to learn more about Patrick and who he is as a person and things he likes to do around here and why he calls this place home. And, and maybe, maybe it'll strike something within you. So I'm excited to have that conversation with him. But before we jump into it, I wanted to, I wanted to introduce you to, or maybe reintroduce you to one of my preferred go-to referral partners. And that is Libby with School Up Wake. She was our guest on our last podcast. If you haven't heard the last episode, you got to go back and check that one out. What she provides is one of the most valuable resources to me in my business and helping people fall in love with our area and call the Triangle home. She started School Up Wake to help families gain the knowledge and guidance they need to help them find the right school for their children, for people that already live here in the Triangle, but also for people moving here from other areas. Our school system is a little bit confusing, um, can be a little bit frustrating, and now you've got a resource in Libby and School Up that can help you navigate this process. As a real estate agent, my hands are tied a good bit with commenting too much on the school system. So now we've got a great resource in Libby that can help provide all the information and the guidance to help you find the right school system and the right school district for you. You can find out more about School Up Wake at schoolupwake.com. They're on all the social platforms. You can check her out. She's got some great resources, uh, training sessions coming up for parents, also for real estate agents. But check her out, schoolupwake.com. They've expanded into Durham. They're expanding into the coast, but a wonderful resource. Really grateful to have her in my network. Go back one episode. Check out that episode. Tell me your thoughts and your feedback. And and then um, I'm excited to hear what y'all think about that because, again, huge resource for me. Anyway, now, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode with my buddy Patrick and learn a little bit more about the local market. All right, Patrick O'Connor. What's the O stand for, Omar? Yeah, right. <laughs> Omar Connor. Slightly slightly Irish. Irish. Oh, okay, so O'Connor, one word. Now I got yeah, it. There you got go. it. Thanks for being on the podcast, buddy. I think... Um, uh, it'll be fun to have a conversation with you for multiple reasons. One, you and I, we know each other, you know, we're friends socially, right? So I think we can just, it'll be fun. Normally I, not normally, but often I'll people on the podcast that I'm only just meeting for the first time then. And that's a different conversation, but, right. but also we work together like literally every single day. I mean, you're my go-to mortgage guy. So let's see where the conversation goes. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Glad to be here. Honored to be a guest. So excited about this. No, thanks, buddy. Um, yeah, I mean, let's jump right in. Real estate. What in the world is happening right now? I think I think it's funny. Like, you know, for me, I'm an eternal optimist. I I'm just always looking at the, you know, the half full side of things, right? And and I think that we are in a very special area, lucky to do business here in this area. And we don't get most of what's happened nationally, but um, you know, I, I, the doom and gloom is everywhere, right? Everybody's talking about it. Like you buy into that crap or, or what's your perspective on our real estate market right now? Yeah. I mean, you know how it is. It, it, it can vary, especially here in the triangle from neighborhood to neighborhood. Right. Um, right. I think we've been blessed to have an overall healthy market for so many years because people continue to move here. Um, you know, you've got the housing shortage, the supply issue nationally. And I think that's a, an issue here too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to speak to the good news, look at, you know, I don't know if you follow Raleigh is growing the Instagram account um, today, U.S. News and New, uh, U.S. News and World Report has listed Raleigh as the top hottest market 
in the United States. Durham, hottest real estate market. Did hot, they... hot, hottest real estate market in the U.S. Okay. Durham is tied with Austin, Texas for third place. Really? Because so they're separated Raleigh, Raleigh and Durham. Yeah. Okay. Two out of the top three in the entire country. Hottest. What are they, um, what's the criteria for that? Like, what are they saying makes it the hottest? Does it, does it break it down any further than that? So they, they've got some notes here, um, according to the U.S. News and World Report um, info. It just says, why Raleigh? Affordable monthly mortgage to income ratio. Low unemployment, high job growth opportunities. Yeah. Healthy ratio of building permits to employment growth. Record low mortgage rates and desire to work from home during the pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, and and the, those are the kind of the bullet points they list here. Well, it makes sense. I mean, I've been saying it for years. And <laughs> I, I mean, I believe that. And I just, I just, you know, sometimes I wonder if I'm just a broken record in just saying that because, you know, I, I really love living here and my business is here, or if I actually know what I'm talking about, but I've been saying that thing too. Like we're in a wonderful place. We're very, very lucky to be here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, folks still moving here, the job market, um, people want to be here with healthcare, the pharmaceuticals, the universities. I mean, we just have uh, obviously cost of living and, and the weather. It's a beautiful day, 70 degrees in February. Can't beat um, that. <clears throat> so that's all good stuff. Um, and one of the things nationally, you know, that came out, the National Association of Home Builders released their, um, their index, their confidence index, and it is up highest month over month this for January, the highest in 10 years. So that just gives them their, their bullish on overall uh, national market. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with because there's a shortage, home builders can put product on the ground and there's going to be people ready, willing, and able to buy. Yeah. People, people still talk about, well, I hear the conversation and maybe, I don't know if this is happening on a national level. I'm assuming it is. I just, I honestly, I don't pay attention to a lot of it because it's just a lot of bad news most of the time. And, and I, I'll seek out the, the news I need and I don't need to hear that. But what, what I hear a lot from consumers, from the clients are, you know, well, it's a buyer's market now. The scales have tipped. It's a totally different ball game right now. There's too much inventory. That's not the case. We still have a shortage. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think one of the things that helped this piece for this concern or the uh, builder sentiment in January was we saw interest rates drop down into the fives in January. Now, a little of this could be delayed reporting because um, we've seen rates tick up a little bit just this week. And I was going to touch on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's just a matter of getting that buyer confidence up. That's right? it. I mean, I think people think the doom and gloom and you just got to get confident um, as a buyer to, to go ahead and, and it's still a great time to buy. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a very interesting time right now in that, you know, if you look at the actual housing numbers, it's still a seller's market. You know, every report I've ever read, every expert I've ever heard says that a balanced real estate market is about six months of available inventory. And right now we're at about two. So that's still a seller's market, right? But at the same time, buyers should have confidence right now because in my, in my, 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 my vision of this, my perspective of this is one, um, there are less buyers in the market right now than there were six months ago, eight months ago during the COVID craze, right? And so that gives them more negotiating power, right? Their sellers 
are believing that the market has turned more into the buyer's favor. So they're more willing to negotiate. And homes that sat on the market for two days, three days last year, yeah. now are two weeks, three weeks, and people are panicking and they're willing to to wheel and deal a little bit. So buyers should have confidence right now, I believe. Absolutely. And and just look at the contracts you've written and the contracts I've seen, there's seller concessions. Yeah. Right. I mean, helping to pay towards closing costs. We didn't see that but, for a few years, did we? That's right. Two years, it was completely un unheard of, insulting to even ask that in your initial offer, right? Yep. You get laughed at. Um, and now they're, they're, I mean, almost every deal, we're seeing some type of negotiated seller concessions, whether it be the temporary buy downs or just straight up to help pay closing costs to lower the out of pocket money for the, the home buyer getting into the home. Hmm. What's the, uh, you got, what, you got any crazy stories you've seen in the last couple of years, real estate? What's the craziest deal you've seen or you've been part of? I Ooh. can tell I got a couple. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Put me on the spot here. Um, I, honestly, the last couple of months, I would say things have just gotten much more complex, right? Um, a lot of moving parts and a lot of people just challenging situations, right? But pre-COVID, there was always this, um, this, this super fast, we got a quick, quick close, quick close. You know, I don't really care, take the human element out of it. When COVID hit, everyone kind of respected like, hey, we're in a, a global pandemic, right? Let's respect boundaries, closing times, life happens, things like that. Now it's almost like we've gotten used to it again and just absolute ridiculous scenarios are going on. People not necessarily thinking through getting their finances in order. Mm -hmm. And that only complicates the deal on the buyer side, seller side, the realtors involved, the closing attorney and the lender, right? So um, I just feel like most recently it's been folks not being prepared or not having their ducks in a row when they go to get under contract. Um, and that that's really when things get sideways. I mean, there's yeah. always going to be crazy things. Um, you know, we could go on for an hour talking about yeah different things yeah. that happen, but really it, it just happens to be communication and not being prepared poor communication or not being prepared, which leads to a lot of issues. Well, you know, I think that's one of the main reasons I like working with you that in your golf game, but that, but I uh, like working with you because of that approach that you take to really help people get prepared and understand the process. And I like having the conversation as early in the game as possible, right? You're thinking about buying a house next year. Great. Let's meet next week. <laughs> yeah. Let's start yeah. talking about that stuff. And I feel like you have a similar approach. Absolutely. I always tell folks never too early. They're like, well, I might not buy for this year or next year. I'm like, great. Never too early to have that conversation because inevitably they'll say, oh, my lease isn't up for 12 months or 10 months. So I'm going to wait. And then they call me, you know, Friday at nine o'clock, you know, when I'm out to dinner and they say, I need a letter right now. Cause I gotta make an offer. I found my dream home. Yeah. I was like, remember we had this conversation. I told you it's never too early. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, you, you cannot get everything started on the finance piece too early pulling credits, seeing what's out there seeing hey do i qualify now or wow am i not even in the ballpark yeah um, i've had a lot of folks say you know what i don't even think i can buy for a year turns out you can buy this month yeah you're in great shape um or other folks say hey i'm ready i'm ready to go out with chuck and look at homes this weekend and you're like eh maybe take <laughs> pump the brakes yeah maybe pump the brakes let's let's get everything lined up on your side first before um you go fall in love with the house.
So what is the universal law that happens that when you're out to dinner or on vacation is when everybody needs a loan app or a letter of uh, approval? Yeah. <laughs> Same thing happens on my side. Right. I mean, I, that's what we always joke about going out of town. I'm like, I need to go out of town like every weekend. Yeah, my wife <laughs> says would that help too. My bid, help my business. Every time, every time, like <laughs> clockwork. Like I could be home, you know, for three weeks, four weeks and, you know, it just be a little bit normal or quiet even. And then, oh, I've got to go to Baltimore for an emergency weekend and my phone's ringing off the hook. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, no, that's, that's the, the nights and weekends that's, um, comes with the territory. That's right. Comes great. With... But yeah, it's, um, it, it is funny how it always works out that way. How, how did you get started in lending or maybe rather why, <laughs> why, why did you get started in lending? Yeah. So, um, believe it or not, this will be April will be my 20th year All right. in the mortgage business. Congrats. Um, nice. Makes me sound super old. Well, you are a little um, bit old. Yeah. That gray hair. Is yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I graduated, um, college and it was right after kind of the dot-com bust, right? So the economy wasn't great. Um, and the mortgage industry rates were, were, were falling from like double digits down into single digits. And there's a ton of refinances happening. And then also new construction was going on. So I, I got involved. It was the first job um, back in Richmond, my hometown, um, working for a builder doing in-house financing for their clients. Um, and that's actually what brought me to the Triangle back in 05. I came down here to move or to take over the Raleigh division um, for the mortgage company. Um, and, you know, just I love the, the, the what drives me is, is working with folks getting them into a home and getting them, you know, on a right path. I mean, real estate, huge investment, but also one of the best investments you can have. Um, so yeah. I just, I like the education piece. Um, I like the reward of getting people, you know, go to the closing table, they get their keys to their home and and they're happy and they're kind of off their way on their way to a new, new chapter. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm so similar in that it's, I don't know how to best put this, but it's, it's not really about the house, right? It's to me, it's not about the house. I don't love watching HGTV. I don't do DIY. Yeah. I don't love touring homes, but I love helping people navigate this process because of what it does for their family situation, their memories, their, their investment portfolio. Like there's so many things that tie into real estate and buying a home that's outside of just this could be pretty house, right? And, um, I love, I love that part of it. Like it's a, it's typically an experience that maybe isn't all that great. You know, I, the first two homes I bought were, were shitty, like not the homes themselves, the, the, the process were just, it wasn't good. And I got into real estate to help people have better experiences than I had. That was one of my main motivations. And so I still carry that through today. And I love aligning and partnering people like you, because I think you share that similar feeling, that similar approach. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, um, it's not a transactional thing with, yeah. me, you know, um, it, it's it, because I feel like so much has become you know, the Amazon effect where everybody's so used to present, you know, Hey, there's a lender out there. You can quote, press a button and get a mortgage. Right. Well, mm -hmm. there's so much more that goes into that. And then, um, I, I like that personal touch and high level touch to be able to walk people through things. Cause it's complicated. Yeah. It's not, you can't press a button and get a mortgage. Um, may, may sound like you could, but it's, um, it's super complex and you got to have the professionals like yourself you know, there to, to handhold you. So, yeah, it's a, it, 
it's an interesting profession that we're in, in that, especially with the younger folks today, I think they do want to just press a button and they want as little human contact as possible. Let me just get the money from someone that I don't need to talk with. And let me just, you know, click this button and some guy will show up with a key or some gal will show up a key and let me in this house. And that's all I need. Well, until things go sideways, until things get a little messy. And then that human piece of it is really critical, I think, in, in real estate. And it's something that, you know, there's a lot of tech companies out there that are trying to do away with people like me and people like you that I think are going to have a really hard time doing that because there's such a need for this human interaction. I mean, I, I, I've been saying that for a long time and I don't think I'll ever stop saying that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and especially someplace like the, like a local real estate market. I mean, you, you're, you're the boots on the ground. Yeah. You know what's going on. Um, sure, you can go pull MLS data and you can go search online, but um, really you're the one that knows the school system, the local grocery store, the local entertainment, you know, where to find certain things. Yeah, that's the approach. Local I think knowledge, we need, right? I mean, that's, that's it. So. That's the approach. We need, we need more people taking that approach so that we do become uh, indispensable. So you moved here, you know, just a little bit before I did, it sounds like. Um, what, uh, you, you know, what kept you here? Like, what are some of your favorite places about the, or favorite things about the triangle? You're a hockey yeah. fan, right? Big yeah, hockey big, fan. big hockey fan. So I, uh, when I moved here in 05, single in my mid twenties, did no soul really, but I was like, Hey, it's only two and a half hours from my hometown, my folks, yeah. my family. So I was like, look, doesn't work out. Doesn't work. I actually got put on the spot. My, my manager announced the whole company that I was moving to Raleigh to take over the position before he told me. Mm. Uh, it was in a sales meeting. He's like, Hey, good news. Patrick's moving to Raleigh to take over. <laughs> You're like, say what? The, the triangle division. And I was like, what? He goes, Oh, don't worry. We're gonna go to lunch and talk about it. Um, <laughs> and you know, just one of those things where I, I just was like, why not? Right. It kind of just like fell in my lap and I said, Hey, I'm 25 and, um, don't know anybody. And if it, if I crash and burn or it doesn't work out or I hate it, I can come right back, you know? That's right. Um, but yeah, so that was Oh five. Um, and honestly, I've just grown, you know, through, through coworkers and uh, a buddy of mine that was in law school down here, I got to meet his friends and their friends and their friends and just expanded the, the kind of, um, natural network. Um, and it's been great. I, mean, I love it. Um, similar to my hometown, um, but much more, I mean, you got, you've got Raleigh and Durham and Chapel Hill, that triangle effect, you, you just have so much more here than you do kind of where I grew up. So, um, very easy to, to meet folks. It's kind of funny. I always joke the first, when I first moved here, it took me nine months to meet anyone that was actually from Raleigh, like born mm-hmm. and raised in Raleigh, because there's so many folks that come here. Um, but yeah, what well, funny story about the, the hurricanes. So I, I like talking went to school up north. So that I kind of dabbled um, or, or was exposed to to NHL and hockey um, in college. And then when I moved down here, I literally was walking distance from the, the arena in my first apartment. And so the Canes, I moved down here in 05. There's a lockout year. So the, there was no NHL. And everybody's talking about the Canes, how great they were. And I was like, ah, oh, man, there's no hockey. Like, what? Mm. I can't wait to experience this. And so the next year, we had that deep playoff run and, and won the Stanley Cup. Um, and so game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, I had, hadn't been to a hockey game. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go check it out. Literally went to the parking lot, walked over, scalped a ticket, went inside, um, stood for the entirety of the game. We won in game seven, beat Buffalo. One of the 
coolest sporting events um, ever. And I'm a sports guy, right? And so I was, I was like, I know this will be a good time, win or lose. And it was hands down one of the coolest events. Um, and so that kind of sparked the the, the love uh, of the Canes. And um, there's been some down years, but the last five years or so since Brendan Moore has taken over, it's just been awesome, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what they do for the community and the junior program. I've got friends that have um, kids that are that are in the junior program and you know, who would think Raleigh, North Carolina, like these kids aren't going to know anything about hockey, but I've you know, got a really strong program and just their community involvement. Yeah, in a so. in a big weekend this weekend for Canes hockey. Huge, yeah. huge weekend. Um, so, and I'm looking out the window over. I can almost see PNC. Um, but yeah, Stadium Series so at Carter Finley, NC State's football campus. Um, one of I think it's the third college stadium ever that they're hosting the game. Wow. And they're gonna like so Friday. I mean, they're they're making a whole weekend out of here, out of it. Um, Friday they're doing a fan fest downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Free events, food trucks, whatever, music um, all day, basically. So I think I'm going to go pick up my kid from school and we'll probably go there from four to six and walk around and just exp- you know, enjoy the experience. And then, yeah, Saturday is the main event. Um, I was shocked to see the level of um, hockey IQ um, fan involvement at here in Raleigh. Like yeah. when I went to a hockey game here the first time, I was like, cause I'm from the North too, right? Well, I'm from yeah. the North and played hockey my whole life. And um, I get here and I'm like, no way, no way it's a thing. Right. And I came here right after that Stanley cup win. And so when I went to my first game, I was like, holy smokes. Yeah. Wow. And it, I mean, the fans are, they're some of the best in the, in the league, I think. And the, yeah. the noise in that stadium, the excitement, it's just, it's incredible to go watch a game there. Yeah. And it's, it's like I said, it's, they're really good about being family friendly. You can get, you know, inexpensive seats in the uppers, sometimes 20 bucks or less. Yeah. Take the whole family out of the game. I mean, I know I've got a group of, of dads each year. We try to take, there's about 15 dads and we try to get our kids and we just, we go through one of the contacts over at the ticket office and say, Hey, we've got 50 people. Can you pick a game that's, you know, up in the same upper level and, you know, the kids are ages from five to to 10. So they don't really care. They're just happy nice. to be in the building. And so it's amazing. Um, and my son who's six, like he's, he's now into it. Um, so just a really cool for, uh, cause I have folks I actually was a guy this weekend I talked to and they're like, you know, know about the hurricanes. I just assume they're in Charlotte, you know, um, yeah. cause they've got other professional sports, but I love that. That's kind of the main focus for, for Raleigh as far as have a professional team here. And it's, yeah. It's, well, that, and then we've got, you know, we've got the colleges, right? The universities. So I sometimes miss, what do I miss? I miss professional baseball, but we got really good minor league baseball oh, here in a couple different areas, right? In Zebulon Durham and Bulls. in Durham, of course, yeah, right? Yeah, Durham Bulls, they're, they're the top class of, of AAA. Which, yeah. Um, so that's an amazing organization. Um, great place to go see a game. Durham, just all what they've done down and around the ballpark. Yeah. We don't have we don't have pro basketball, but we got really great college basketball, which I probably I probably like better to be honest. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I mean that the, just the rivalries. Where can yeah. you have? Um, well, just school outside of Philly. So there's some some schools in Philly that the Big Five, but that's still like on a national level. That to have what we have locally here um, is pretty special for for college. Yeah, and I played lacrosse my whole life and played in college, and we've got solid lacrosse programs here. We've got. What, what am I missing? Um, we've got soccer here. Holy smoke. Yeah. Soccer here is incredible. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got it all. We've got college football. So football. yeah, I mean, it, what a, it's an amazing place. I hope, I hope my, my, my wish, my goal, my dream is that we get some more entertainment in downtown Raleigh sports entertainment. I would love, love, love that. If we had, you know, the hockey arena downtown, which isn't going to happen, but maybe the soccer stadium one day happens or some other yeah. things going on. I just think our downtown area is so incredible that something like that would just, just take our city just to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to mention, obviously a big sports fan, but I'm a huge music guy. Um, and, and to your point, I mean, Raleigh pulls some, some amazing talent to downtown, right? Mm-hmm. You've got everywhere from Lincoln Theater, which is one of my favorite, I was there last, last week to see a show, um, basically a club, a really nice club, and to the Red Hat Amphitheater. Um, and then you got what they're building, another music venue just south of downtown. Yeah. Coming along. Um, but you got the Deepak, and of course you got Walnut Creek for the big, big shows out, summer con- concerts. So um, you got Hopscotch Music Festival that comes through, bluegrass the national bluegrass um convention that comes through so i don't know anything about bluegrass but i know that's the the biggest thing in the country for that's right it's like a nat the national um convention that they bring every year we've been lucky to have it so um great music the great sports golf yeah. Talk to me about golf. I Tell mean, everybody how great of a golfer I am. Come on, man. I don't know. Somebody gave you a driver. And once, once you got that new driver, you were smoking the ball. You know, like I, I love, I love so much about golf. I love watching it. I love playing it. I, it, it's the hardest sport in the world for me to be consistent at, you know, and I don't do it enough. So try and let myself off the hook here a little bit, but it is such a game of what millimeters, you know, one little thing. And all of a sudden you're spraying it all over the place. And that is the most frustrating thing in the world for me. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, and and it took me until I was 40 to get my first ever lesson. Mm. And what I try to tell people now is don't wait. Uh, Like, I, you know, I did a clinic here. There as a junior with 25 other people, you know, maybe once a summer kind of thing. Didn't really have a teacher. Didn't kind of just self-taught as far as my swing. Didn't play a ton growing up. Um, but as I got to be an adult, that was like my, my release and my outlet and something that got me really fired up. And um, I was like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to know instruction. I, I can, I'm fine enough as it is just being a feel and rhythm player. Nope. When I got lessons for uh, Christmas, my mother-in-law and in-laws gave me, and I went and had a lesson. I was like, oh, okay. So this is how you're supposed to hit the golf ball. Oh, okay. And it's like the light, you know, switch went off. So anyway, I need that. I need that. (laughs) Yeah. And you don't have to do a ton, but even, even like I had five lessons and those five lessons, you know, have brought me to the best, I'm playing the best golf of my life really. And and not, not that I play all the time, but um, I contributed to that. So, yeah. cause, you're, cause you're right. It is a game of millimeters and sometimes you're like, what am I doing wrong? Oh, am I? And you're like trying to self teach yourself. You're like, but I don't know what I'm doing to begin with. So, yeah. And then, and then everybody's an expert on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. So you go watch, you know, 25 different people say 25 different things and I'm worse off. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I had a buddy of mine. We were on a guy's golf trip and he literally, I walked back to the cart, get off the tee box. This is like halfway through the round. 
and he's on his phone. I'm like, oh, maybe he's doing something work thing. He's watching YouTube videos. He's like, <laughs> oh, I gotta fix this, man. And I'm like, you're in the middle of a round. You're not fixing your swing off of YouTube. He's gonna make video. it worse. Come on, man. So. Oh man, um, that's fun. So yeah, well, we need to get back out on the golf yeah. course here soon. So um, I love using golf as a way to network and meet people and build uh, my business. Just get to know more people. Um, maybe I'm fooling myself and I can say it's a work day when I'm on the course for four hours. But I, I think I love getting to know people, building relationships. I think a big part of my business comes from that. Where do you find most of your your business comes from? You work mostly by referral with real estate agents, or are you doing things on your own, or wh wh where do people come to you from yeah yeah that that's it that's exactly relationships um natural market friends family and then referral partners like yourself realtors financial advisors mm. right you know, we're all kind of in that service industry for financial services um and just getting to, to you know who, who you kind of click with and job with and and you know there's a, more obviously i'm You've been doing this a while, but it truly is a human element. You want to work yeah. with somebody that you like and respect, yeah. right? Because that's the nice thing about this is we can kind of, you know, pick and choose who you work with typically or, or, or on multiple deals, right? And, yeah. And, you know, there's sometimes you can just say, look, you know, we're not a good fit and kind of move on. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Totally the same. Um, okay. So let's shift gears from real estate. We've talked a little bit about why you moved to Raleigh and you've got family raising a family here. So you, you're, I mean, your business is here. You're probably not going anywhere. You're into the music, you're into the hockey, play some golf every once in a while. Yeah. When, um, when you and your wife get to go out, like, I know you got young kids, but say you got a date night, let's imagine you got a date. What's, night. A, what's that? <laughs> Just stay with me for a minute. Um, where are you guys going? What do you do? Um, so sadly, yeah, we've got a six and a three-year-old. So, uh, the date nights are few and far between. We do try mm -hmm. to carve up time for ourselves because that's important. Um, but there's so many good restaurants. Um, you know, we live in Raleigh, so obviously a lot of it's Raleigh based. Um, but, uh, you know, the old, um, reliable honestly is like Vivace or Coquette over at North mm -hmm. Hills. Yeah. I mean, we, my wife and I will sneak in there and just have, we've had so many dates there in the past. It's like, it's just kind of comforting and you know what we like on the menu. And um, that's important. Just, that's a, just, it's a good time. You know? I it's love having places system. like that. Yeah. 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 I love having places like that where you can go. It's the cheers mentality, right? Yeah. You go to a place where they know your name, they know what you're looking for. And our place used to be gravy in downtown. Yeah. Um, but uh, Vivace and Coquette, they have not gotten much love on this podcast over the years. And that's surprising. As soon as you said it, I started to try to think back if anybody else has, has mentioned those places and those are great places. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're kind of the tried and true, right? I mean, they're not, they're not the, the hot new thing and there's certainly better places potentially, but um, consistency, always solid um, salad bar, salad wine, yeah. champagne. And, and, you know, it's funny, we've, we've gone there after like celebrating kind of big life events too. Um, so it's just kind of a, a, a nice little spot. It's your place. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's your place. I like that. All right, cool. So do you spend most of your time in North Hills? You guys live pretty close to there. So is that where you are if you're going out? Um, yeah, not th that's right. That's yeah. pretty close or downtown. I mean, yeah. you know, we're for fortunate, um, the village, you know, there's always, I mean, heck we take our kids out canteen 18. Yeah. Great little spot to take the kiddos and sit outside. And, 
Um, we had our real kid, real kid friendly. You know? we had, what the heck did we have there? We had our, we either had a baby shower or a wedding shower there. We had some sort of a shower there. I can't yeah. remember. That was a long time ago, but I like that place a lot too. Yeah. 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 Um, trying to think what else. I mean, I'll go to the breweries here. Look, we've got so many good ones, right? My favorite is Trophy. Mm -hmm. um, Trophy Wife, my favorite beer, my wife's favorite beer. The All right. Classic Session IPA. Mental um, note. I need to remember that. Okay, good. Yeah. I know what to get you for all of the major milestones in your there life. There you go. Yeah. And, and so Trophy's got amazing beer, but they also have great food. Um, they've got the Trophy, the uh, Pizza and Beer um, location downtown. And then you've got just south of downtown on Maywood, they've got like the tap room. Yeah. And it's a little more kid-friendly run around. They typically have a food truck. And um, so all their beer is typically really solid. And, and we. So we had one of their owners, David, on the podcast last year and got to talk yeah. a little bit about Trophy and Young Hearts, their new distillery that they have. Um, and I just bumped in, bumped into him on the street the other day. So, man, must I think I need to get into Trophy. I, mm -hmm. So I love having these conversations because, you know, I've got a I've got an ongoing word doc, basically, of date night ideas for when yeah. we get actually a time to go away. And I just keep adding to the list. I'm like, here's here's an opportunity for us. Here's an opportunity for us. So this podcast is all about for me. <laughs> there you go. Hey, it is keeping your uh, relationships and marriage. You know, That's it. Positive light. Tell yeah. me this, you know, so I don't think I've ever asked anybody this question on the podcast, but because you like to golf, um, um, let's talk about some local golf courses. Yeah. Like where are some of your favorite places to play? Or if someone's coming to Raleigh and is a golfer and they want to, you know, you know, get 36 in while they're here yeah. or whatever, where do they go? So first off, starting with the universities in Raleigh, you got Lonnie pool, which is the NC state course. It's a great course. Amazing course. Great practice facility. If you want to just go over and hit balls, putt, um, that's great, great course. And it's right up by downtown. Um, UNC has got an amazing golf course, Finley. Uh, they're redoing it right now. It's about to start getting redone. So that'll be really nice. Duke has a nice golf course. Um, and then you've got kind of out Johnson County way, um, where you've got River Ridge, um, and then down in, um, Pine Hollow. That's a great course. I've not played there yet. Yeah. So, um, Eagle Ridge, there's, there's a, there's a bunch, I mean, fortunately we've got an amazing amount of, um, public courses that you can pretty much get on mm -hmm. all within 20, 30 minutes tops. Yeah. So that's what I love about this area. Also, I mean, 50 minutes down the road, you got Pinehurst. So yeah. I go down there at least once a year. I've got a buddy that does an annual trip, <clears throat> but it's an hour away and the bit, one of the best courses they've got, I mean, they've got the, the Pinehurst resort, you know, mm -hmm. one, two, one through nine, and they're building number 10. Those are like on the resort, kind of the, the really super nice, got to stay on property to play those courses. But there's so many more courses right around there that <clears throat> people not be, may not be aware of mid pines, um, pine needles where they just held the U S women's open last summer. Um, you've got, uh, Southern Pines Country Club, or excuse me, Southern Pines Golf Club, one of the oldest Donald Ross courses they just redid. Um, and then Tobacco Road, which is in Sanford. Um, Tobacco Road, uh, Mike Strantz was the architect, really good. Have you ever played Tobacco Road? No. Oh my gosh. It is one of the coolest golf courses ever. Okay. 
Um, they do really well on their national marketing. I've got a bunch of my buddies from the Northeast. who are like, Hey man, where's tobacco road? We got to go play. All um, right. Really almost kind of like a target golf situation. A lot of blind shots, uh, but they give you an app to download and it's an app for their course. And it kind of t- walks you through how to play their course. And so some people you may love it or hate it because um, it's challenging and you got to be disciplined, but one of the more entertaining places. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I definitely want to get there. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I've got a whole list of places I need to play and I have taken most, actually the entire winter off. I thought I was going to play. I haven't played, um, but maybe once since October, I think. And so I'm looking at my calendar now for the next couple of weeks, trying to get back out there. I mean, we're going to have a couple of weeks worth of 60, 70 degree yeah, days. It's going to be beautiful like today. Yeah. Got to get out there. And I mean, it's a, it's a short drive. You can, you can drive down there and back. I mean, some of the things about pine, a lot of, a lot of new construction rolling out towards Sanford area mm-hmm. um, and Pinehurst, they actually have now an anchor set. The second anchor for their USGA um, headquarters is there. So they've got the U S open coming. 2024 men's us open to piners number two so just if you're a golf nerd or enjoy golf it's an hour less than an hour door to door and and can go down there they got they've got a piners brewery um they've got some good little restaurants down there awesome little inns you can stay um but so we're fortunate to have that in our backyard not only the nice courses right around the triangle but but to have kind of the home of american golf right an hour from our doors is pretty amazing. Yeah. So if anybody's listening and is thinking about a move here and needs some, uh, you know, and have a mortgage conversation four hours on the golf course down to Pinehurst, probably the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm ready. ready. <laughs> I'm <available. laughs> I love it. All right. So, you know, I, I want to make sure we get to touch on, um, on, you know, I think we touched a lot on, on, on who you are and, and your business, but, um, as far as, as, as mortgage stuff goes right now, I don't want to get too much into like, you know, the nuts and bolts, get in the weeds and confuse people. But really what I want people to know is that one, we're, we're not in this issue. We were in 50, whatever it was in 2008, all these years ago with bad mortgages, right? Like that's not our issue right now. So, and there's still lots of options for people, whether you're first time buyer or you're buying an investment property or refinancing, or whatever you're doing, there's lots of different things out there. And really it's probably quite confusing to understand and they should really just talk with somebody that they like and they trust. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, one of the, the still, I cannot believe it. I I see these reports where someone will post this, the statistic about the misnomer that folks, first time home buyers or any type of uh, second buyer um, move up buyer. They think you've got to put 20% down to get a mortgage. Yeah. Not the case. Furthest from the truth. Hmm. So there's so many things um, I mean, sure. Yes. To your point, we're qualifying people for mortgages these days. So you do have to have income and you've got to support the, the debt to income ratio and show the ability to repay. Right. But you don't have to. I mean, you can do 100 percent financing, um, no money down. Right. As little as three percent down um, and on on from there. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing to keep in mind is. I think a lot of people don't realize that there still are hundred percent financing options and they just got to have that conversation. And so I don't claim to know all of those details, but what I do claim is that I got a guy that I trust that I'll send you to. And so that's really what I wanted to highlight and let people know that, you know, have the conversation there's it's changing. There's, it's not what you hear or what you probably have heard. And, um, 
and just to know that there's people out there that are good resources. And I think you're one of those. And so I wanted to have this quick conversation with you. I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about golf. I wanted you to tell the world how amazing I was at golf and also yes. that I'm the best real estate agent you've ever worked with. Right. Go on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah there you I mean, go. I didn't think, I thought that was already you know, understood. <laughs> it, it golf be. is the best. It should working be. Working with the pro. That's right. That's right. But, you know, to wrap this up, I really have one question that I, I ask everybody here at the end. And it's, if you had somebody, a family member or friend that was coming to Raleigh for the weekend yeah. and you weren't going to be here, but you were saying, let me, let me put together 48 hours for you. Yeah. These are the things that I want you to do so you can get a really good feel for what it's like to live here. Cause maybe they're thinking about moving here. What yeah. are some of those things on that list that if someone was coming in from Friday morning to Sunday afternoon, you'd have them check out and do while they're here to really get a good feel for our, our vibe. Yeah. So um, I'm just trying to think of a full day here. I mean, you could start off at the farmer's market. Uh, awesome little breakfast place there. Walk around, fresh produce, fresh flowers. Uh, you can even get your firewood there. So yeah. farmer's <laughs> market, um, right down, right downtown. Um, and one thing that we haven't brought up yet, which is probably one of my favorite things. I, obviously, it's not higher than golf on this list, but um, the, the Raleigh Parks. Uh, the triangle systems, the greenway. I mean, the greenway, I think is one of the coolest things that the triangle offers for sure. Um, and the routing and the way they've, they've kind of patched it all up to, to now they're connecting and you can basically go from Johnson County to, to Durham uh, on a bike is, is absolutely amazing. Um, you've got the big parks, you've got Umstead, which you can go hiking in, right. And get lost. And, and, and you feel like you're, you know, out in the, out in the country in the middle of the mm -hmm. woods when you're really next to a, major international airport and you know by Raleigh RTP mm -hmm. um, those are the bigger parks um, Dix Dix is an amazing place right downtown right you can take the family to have a picnic out there yeah um, and then you've got your little community parks like the ones um, Roanoke Park at five points cutest funnest little park um, for younger kids you can walk get your coffee right there go back over the park Laurel Hills for bigger kids. So, so anyways, you can go to multi-levels of the parks. Yeah. Uh, spend your day there. Um, I'd hit up a brewery in the afternoon, you know. Um, oh, there's Linwood Brewing Concern, kind of right off of Five Points, a lot of breweries right there. The Noose, um, or Noose River, one of my favorites. Bowstring there, you can pop around. Um, and then dinner, some of the places we talked about. Yeah. Um, I'll give a shout out to my buddy, uh, Oakwood pizza box. Yes. Have you, have you been there? Oh yeah. It's um, like not a every Friday thing, but it's, okay. it's, it's high on that list. Okay, good. I was going to say, then you can go grab dinner there too. Um, or late night. Um, uh, but yeah, Anthony, a, a, a previous client of mine, um, has an amazing shop over there in Oakwood. Um, and then try to see some live music, I would say oh, yeah. round out your night with, with some live music. Um, and that would get you a good feel or, or a Canes game. If Canes are playing in town, go to a Canes game. Got to see a Canes game. If you're here, yeah. right? if you're here during the season, absolutely, yeah. man, that those are wonderful tips. I appreciate you taking the time doing the podcast with me, sharing a little bit about why you call Raleigh home and why you love it here. And, um, you know, I appreciate you as a friend and as a business partner. So thanks so much for that. And um, I'm just glad you were here, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate you. You let me come on and, uh, you got an awesome podcast and, um, I've enjoyed listening to the past and, and, and continue looking forward to, to what you got to bring and uh, really enjoy working with you. Everybody that's listening, call Chuck. He's your real, real estate professional. Um, so yeah, good times. We'll and see there the it course. is. That, that, that's all we needed. See you on the golf course soon, hopefully. I hope so. <laughs> 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please visit us at connectraleigh.com. The Connect Raleigh podcast connects you to the amazing people and places of Raleigh, North Carolina. Check out the show notes for more ways to connect with our guests and with Chuck. Be sure to rate this podcast, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're currently listening, share it, and leave us a review. Thank you for connecting with Connect Raleigh.